This episode is sponsored by Slots Racer, the number one slot car racing game for the iPhone and iPad. Download it now for free from the App Store. Fans of the show even get a special Gareth Jones on speed car. Mm. Max Chilton, there are those who say that you're in Formula One not because of your talent, but because of the money your family brings to the sport. What do you say to that? Well, you've got to be good for sponsors to have the faith in your talents in order to support you, so now I'm here because of my skills. Not the money, then? No? Definitely? Quite definitely. Max Chilton, my Russia driver, thank you very much. Uh, Max? Yeah? You dropped something. Oh, it's all right. It's just full change. Good morning. Welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed, and it is only just morning. It's exactly 5am where I am recording this at the moment, which is on Tottenham Court Road in the West End of London. And I've just got off a bus, and I'm hoofing it to a venue where I'm going to watch the first F1 race of the season and meet up with some like-minded, let's not deny it, obsessives who have shunned sleep because, like you, like me, they're keen to see this race. Now, I've not been to this place before, but I do know that there are some people already there who are the aforementioned obsessives. So, if I round this corner, I think I should be able to find them. I'm looking for a place called the Jet Lag Bar. Seriously, a great name for a bar that's open at this time of the day and seems to cater for F1 fans. So I'll speak to you in a moment when I'm in there. If I find it. I've installed the Gareth Jones on Speed mobile record unit, or my little hand recorder, in the jet lag bar, and I've found Chris Brown from F1 in pubs. Chris, well done, because without you I wouldn't know known this place was here. That's good, good to see you. Nice to be here. Tell me about F1 in pubs. How long has it been going now? How did it start? Whose idea was it? It was an idea that I started few years back I had a previous incarnation where I just wanted to watch F1 with a few mates so I thought I'd just start a website on Twitter and various other social networks and just try and advertise that F1 showing in various pubs around the country it's been going for over a year I didn't think that it would be anything more than four or five people in a pub but actually we've had you know hundreds of people get involved and sort of set stuff up around the country and the feedback's been great it's an essential service for many F1 fans, I think, who don't have the option of watching it on Sky HD at home. So you can get, not only to somewhere where you can see it, but you can share that experience with friends. I was a bit cynical. I said that F1 I didn't think would work in a pub environment because football works well because it's a bit shouty and noisy. F1's a bit more intellectual. It's a different experience to football in pubs, isn't it? Yeah, I think you've got to find some places that are really enthusiastic about F1. You've got to find good relationships with some 
of pubs like here you know we're in the lotus lounge you know there's a, there's a good there's a you know there's a good f1 feel for this place and it's you know. actually called the lotus lounge yeah, yeah. this part of this bar is called that it was called that before f1 yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so you've got to find a good relationship because you don't want to go to a place where you know they're just half-heartedly putting on f1 but you know as long as you've got a good relationship with places it turns out really well for fans and you're right some fans saw it as a protest of kind of sky but i kind of want to move beyond that and i think it has done throughout the year it's about the social network of bringing people together rather than just the tv coverage and i think people have enjoyed that and realized its value it's brought us together today so yeah it works it works i should explain the reason it sounds so oh reverby out here is that we're standing in a corridor just outside the bar where the coverage is on at the moment. Anthony Davidson is giving one of his excellent Skypad guides. And in the room I can see 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 20 something people, I would say, mostly blokes, some women, which is always encouraging. Do you know these people? Do you get to meet the same people all the time, Chris, if you do this? It depends where you go. I mean, if you go to London, it's a different turnover of people. I'm based elsewhere. I'm based in Liverpool, so you have a small community of people there. But it's different wherever you go. I mean, there's 20 or something people here already. It's like 5 a.m. now. I hope more people turn up. If I've gone through, you could sort of see hundreds of events. Yeah, some people I know, some people I don't. New people to meet, and that's what it's about, really. Yeah. I love the internationalism that comes with motorsports. Yeah. You know, I watch races all over the world. Yeah. And I always remember going to the San Marino Grand Prix in, I think, about 98. And being very nervous, wearing a Damon Hill cap, standing at a barrier with what seemed to be the entire Tifosi coming the other way. And I was a bit nervous, you know, Ferrari fans, Italians. I thought they might be a bit feisty about seeing a Damon Hill fan there. But there must have been about 2,000 of them. And one guy leading the gap through the gate stopped. and went, no, 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 Damon Hill, Damon. And they waved me through because I was, like them, a motorsport fan. It didn't matter to them who I supported. I loved F1 just as they did. Yeah, F1's not a tribal sport like football. Sure, you've got people who support their own drivers and teams, but everyone actually unites around the sport. So, you know, everyone just enjoys each other's company. You know, yeah. People appreciate good drivers, whether they're from whatever team. I always and say the difference between motorsport and football. Motorsport is an intellectual game. You know, you have to watch to the very end and work out how it's all going to play out. It's like chess. What's football about? Kicking. It's as simple as that. But you still get the banter. I mean, when there's really good turnouts in place, you know, people start cheering, and the whole place sort of lights up, and yeah. you get boos and cheers. When you're watching it in an international environment, I remember a lacy would spin off, and yeah. all the French and the Italians would walk out in despair, yeah. and all the Brits would cheer, but then they'd walk back in, and we'd all applaud the winner at the end of the race. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Anyway, talking about the race, Chris... Right, before we spend all day talking about you and me, let's have a look at qualifying. I wrote this down, right, because I had two hours sleep. How much sleep have you had in the last few days? About four. In the last three. Good grief, you're worse than I am. So I wrote the grid down because qualies, you know, was... Uh, I wouldn't say it was a debacle, but it was certainly a journey and very frustrating. They had to abandon qualification after the first session because of the unbelievably wet weather and windy weather, which gave them problems. Let's just talk about the top ten. Button tenth. What happened? I don't know. What did happen during qualifying? <laughs> did you not <laughs> I say didn't it? actually even <laughs> <see> it. <laughs> 
Sorry, I actually didn't see what happened in qualifying. They, they took a gamble, is right, what happened okay. on tyres, and it almost played out, but didn't quite play out. Button got in at 10th, but Perez is down in 15th. Right. He was sent out as the sacrificial monkey, I think they call it. Is that right. sacrificial monkey? Sacrificial chihuahua. And uh, it didn't quite work out for them. Yeah, the, right. the track was drying. Okay. So we got De Resta, who did well in 9th, I think, in the Force India. Groshon, 8th in the Lotus, yeah. beaten by Kimi, of course, at 7th in the other Lotus. Do you call it a Lotus? Yeah. You think it's a Lotus? You, I know people disagree, but yeah. I think if you take that name on and you take that responsibility of the past... So, we'll give them yeah. the benefit of the doubt. The longer they remain Lotus, yeah. the more Lotistic they are. I've invented a new word again. Six, Rosberg in the Mercedes. He looked great all the way through qualifying and yeah. seemed to have the march on Lewis. Yeah. Are you a Lewis fan or a Rosberg fan? Which one of those two is the better driver? I'd say Lewis is a better driver on a single lap. I think he's probably one of the best drivers out there. And, yeah, fair play to him. You know, people were doubting that he would do well in a Mercedes, but, you know, start third on the grid. Not a bad position to be in. I think he's done particularly well, to be honest, because when the lap counted, you know, he was right up there. I think it will up Nico's game, yeah. which Zog will be very happy with, because Zog's a big Nico fan. And uh, they're old mates, those two, but let's see how long it stays that way when it gets a bit critical. Sorry. I've jumped around on the grid. Alonso only fifth. Haha. <laughs> Sorry. Massa, even a bigger smile. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, That's great for him. Alonso, Massa is quicker than you. Fourth on the grid. Lewis, third. Weber, second. And on pole, Sebastian Vettel picking up where he left off before. Who's going to win it then? I want a Ferrari to win, personally. But... I'd like Weber to win at the same time. You know, he hasn't finished higher than fifth, and that was in a Minardi, I think, in 2002. Good position. Red Bull's got a car. Hope he can do it. But will he do it? Don't know if he can beat Sebastian. Yeah, true enough. That's going to be the race to watch. I'll be very entertained by how Lewis gets on in this race as well. I do wish him well. I love him to bits. And also, good luck to Max Chilton at the back. Let's see if he lasts more than a couple of laps. Absolutely. And Guido van der Gaard. Guido van der Gaard. Yeah, there's quite a few new drivers on the grid this year. Now it's all going to go for them. Who's going to be the first driver out? This is the last prediction before the race starts. First corner shunt. Hulkenberg? Oh, Where is Hul- Hulkenberg? Where is Hulkenberg? Uh, he is... Is he 11th? Let me see. Hang on. He, he qualified... Do you a- like Hulkenberg? I love Hulkenberg, but he does have the odd crash at the first corner in Australia, if I remember. He was 11th, way ahead of Perez, 15th. Mm. Making my point again. Grosjean? Maybe. Grosjean could be the first one to go out. Yeah. Of course. Although that's typical, isn't it? (laughs) But he's had a psychologist, hasn't he? Has he? he? Yeah. He's been lying on a couch. I'm not sure he has, but he's been talking to a psychologist and they've been teaching him how to chill. Right. How can a psychologist teach you not to crash in F1? <laughs> Somebody's probably not on F1 drivers sitting you on a couch. You must just take it easy going into that first corner. I can't imagine it anymore. It all started when you were very young, and we will fix this problem. You may not own the race, but you will be running at the end. I'm sure that's what Freud would say. <laughs> or Yoda in that voice. So. <laughs> In the strange parallel universe that is Gareth Jones on speed, we don't have Gary Newman, we have Barry Newman. And he sings about cars on the moon. Robot cars on the moon. Oh, far out, baby. Oh, far out, 
We don't have big audio dynamite. We have big Audi dynamite. And they sing about things like motor engineering. We don't have Lou Reed either, we have Lou Road, and you'll never guess what he sings about. Mickey had a girlfriend, she had beautiful hair, but soon it was the end of their relationship, because he rode a motorcycle everywhere. Now he bears the scars of a man who goes alone to bars. We might as well look for a new girlfriend on Mars because chicks dig cars. Chicks dig cars. Coming soon to Gareth Jones on Speed, a song about optional extras by the human mode. Slowly I'm coming to realize I made a small mistake. I can alter my seat for heights, but I can't adjust the rate. I can't enjoy it. I just can't do employ it Cause I didn't tick that box No, I didn't tick that box Yeah, I didn't tick that box And this is Pubic Image Limited going off-road The talking petrol heads sing about endurance racing. music about cars. Gareth Jones on speed! <laughs>
since we last spoke, this place has filled up, doubled or even tripled the numbers. I think there's probably 50 or 60 people here right now. Chris and I are installed in pole position, quite literally at the front, in front of the screen, as the lights go red and racing begins for 2013. Oh, Massa's got a great start. Chris is a Ferrari fan, so expect... Oh, one of the Red Bulls around the outside now. I can't tell the difference between Hamilton and Rosberg. No, even they can't. They don't know which one they are. Certainly not for pace. Is that Weber leading? It is, isn't it? Is it? No, it's not. It's not. Oh. For a moment, I thought it might have been a fairy tale. Hey. That's Hamilton. Yeah, we're now on board with Hamilton can tell by the quality of the yellow it's a more <laughs> orangey yellow, yellow yeah. yeah Nico's is lime green great start by Felipe hopefully you won't have to move over straight away it's only the first race of the season <laughs> <laughs> it's never too early for Ferrari to do that although Alonso's got him I think I like the way everything went very quiet in here. There's quite a lot of chatter, but when the lights went red, it went very quiet. I think I'm in the right place. We're about halfway into the race, 25 laps of the 58. Not quite halfway. It seems to be going by very quickly. And uh, the experience of watching a race with a group of other people especially very knowledgeable F1 fans because let's face it you don't get up or stay up late to come and watch this race at this time of the day unless you're really committed to the sport and uh, Maldonado just beached it and the whole room went oh <laughs> and also there was an altercation a minute ago Chris wasn't there when Alonso was vying for position and Sutil came out of the pit ahead of was it Weber he was ahead of as well I thought he was ahead of Vettel wasn't it? Vettel yeah hence the reaction in the room I think because yeah. whilst we like Vettel I don't think there's a lot of love for Vettel is there there's one Red Bull fan I think I can clearly see here and I asked him whether he supports Vettel or Weber and he said Weber so we've got Red Bull fans you're quite clearly Tifosi in the frock that you're wearing today yeah I'm a bit lost I was a Schumacher fan but team wise Ferrari so I'm a bit lost now I'm in this lost period like I was between 2007 to 2009 there's an indication of the spirit of Formula 1 as a Damon Hill fan I'm sitting next to you you know (laughs) there's some people sitting to my left as well can I interrupt your viewing experience for a moment to appear on Gareth Jones on Speed it's a podcast you're a big F1 fan, sir? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. What's uh, your name? It's Graham. Hi, Graham. How are you doing? Good, yeah. Have you been here for this race no, before? No, this, this is the first I've been down to one of these events. It's amazing, yeah. It's good, I can't believe it? the number of people that have come down here. It's a fantastic atmosphere, actually. Who do you support in F1? Um, I, I'm kind of a fan of the sport in general. I don't, I don't tend to support just one driver, but um, I, uh, I'm kind of finding myself rooting for Fernando just now, actually. I'm massively impressed with him last year. Yeah. Um, he did so well. Kind of interested to see 
what, what they've got. I mean, Ferrari are looking like they're in really good shape this year. And they've not been doing their typical flamboyant, uh, you know, look how amazing we've done over winter. Kind of, they've just been getting on with the job, and I'm interested to see what they've got, really. Oh, oh hang on. An incident. What's this? Rosberg out? Uh, maybe a puncture. A puncture? Sure. Left rear puncture. If he had a puncture, he'd limp it back to the pit. Surely he's out. That's going to be a technical yeah, thing, isn't it? Looks like it's smoking. Oh, dear. Well, at least the Ferraris are there to give the Red Bulls a run for their money because, again, they've come out of the blocks looking good, haven't they, Graham? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, It's the whole package. That's the thing. If they're on a roll and they've got the attention to detail and they just seem to build on it every time. And the devil's in the detail, that's what they say. Well, only one Mercedes left in the fight now. It's a shame, really. I'd like to find out at the end of the race whether Nico has found his match in Lewis. But if he's out of the race with a technical problem, we're not going to find out that in this race. Lap 32, and Lewis is trying to keep was trying to keep Alonso behind him, and there was a succession of moves almost completed. Half the room went, hooray, and the other half the room went, oh, I think we've got a fairly 50-50 mix here. That's good. Well, I don't know if Lewis cooked his tyres. That's why he just quickly zoomed into the pit. So his lockup probably would have done something to his left front. I think his left front was down to the There it is. Hey, Chris, you should be doing Brundle's job there. The thing that got the attention in the room most was the pit radio. Everyone went very quiet to hear what was being said, to hear Lewis chatting with his race engineer. Everyone gave that full attention. Well, I'm surprised that Alonso and Hamilton didn't connect to each other, starting their yeah. praise, you know, sort of, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're after you, Alonso, you're so wonderful. And, oh, Lewis, you know. Yes, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> Ten laps to go now. Raikkonen leads at this time. Alonso second. Vettel's in third. Massa's fourth. Sotil, who's had an amazing race, who's just got some new tyres. He's got to make them last for the last 11 laps. He's running in fifth. And Hamilton, sixth. Who's going to do it then? We're going to see a fight with last few laps. Fight between Raikkonen and Alonso. I hope Alonso's going to do it. But I think Kimi might just have the edge. I'd like to see Kimi doing well again because he's good entertainment you know the more confidence he's got the the more outrageous he is when he makes comments and Formula 1 is more than just the racing it's the culture that goes with it the sound bites as well and Kimmy's good for those I don't know if one needs that depends who you are we'll see some swearing on the podium who knows <laughs> let's hope so that means Kimmy will be there it's pre-watershed he can't get away with it this time I think Abu Dhabi was late hang on are we, are we pre-watershed or are we actually technically still post-watershed what time is it now I oh, know 20 past 7 we are free watershed again damn solid job by Hamilton I think he's ahead of the two McLarens in this race I think he'll probably go away even with a set six or seven finish and to be uh, fair I didn't predict that I didn't think Lewis would do this well this early on with Mercedes this year next year yeah but I didn't think he would but good on him once again the atmosphere changes in the room as we enter the final lap of the first race of 2013 Melbourne Webber's currently 6th Sutil 7th Deresta 8th Button 9th disappointing Grosjean 10th Perez 11th Jean-Eric Verne 12th Gutierrez 13th Bottas 14th 
Jules Bianchi, 15th, he'll be happy with that, I'm sure. Charles Pick, 16th. Max Chilton at 17th. And Guido Vandegaard, 18th. Ricardo out, as is Rosberg, Maldonado and Hulk, which means that the top 10 are Raikkonen leading, Alonso 12 seconds behind, Vettel 3rd, Massa 4th and Hamilton 5th. So it doesn't look like Hamilton's going to make it on the podium, but it does look like we might have a sweary podium with Kimi there, unless something terrible happens, which I'm hoping it doesn't. Kimi wins to a very warm reception from the people here at the jet lag bar. Well, well, well. I don't think either of us predicted that, did we, Chris? No, they've kind of been like the sort of the silent team in the race. Nobody's really been paying attention to Lotus during the race, but Timmy's just had a solid race and just come through. Ultimately, it's no great surprise that Lotus are doing well because apart from Ferrari and McLaren, they are the only other team under their Renault guys to have won the championship in the last 10 years. Absolutely. If not more. I don't know the exact maths of that, but you can't discount them. And they've, like you said, quite quietly worked away brilliant a little bit sad for Adrian Sutil I don't know where he eventually finished probably 7th or 8th or something like that he had a great uh, race yeah he had a great race it was a sad that his tyres went away at the end of the race welcome back Adrian I think Kimmy what he actually said there was which is what he always says yeah, quite positive for a change there that was very happy but uh, you know, positive that's something for Kimmy I'd like to see Kimmy's happy face I don't think it's any different from any of his other faces As we watch Kimi Raikkonen holds up the trophy for winning the Melbourne Grand Prix, I just sang the Finnish national anthem out loud. Chris, you didn't join in with the words. Yeah, I assume that's what it was. You were singing the uh, Finnish national Proper Finnish. It's one of the only anthems I know in other languages off by heart. But I like to sing that one. Yeah, I like looking around and people are like, uh, There's a Finn I'm not in the coming room. back here again. <laughs> <laughs> that happens a lot wherever I go. There's a lady sitting next to me. What's your name? Lisa. Lisa, you're Italian. I'm Italian, yeah. But you're not Tifosi, you were saying? No, I'm not proud of that. It's just an enjoyable race and lots of technicalities, new tyres. So it's so enjoyable. You, you're like the rest of us here. You just love F1. You don't care who wins, really. It's just the spectacle. Well, I'm happy that Kimi wins. Yeah, you said it a moment ago. Everybody's happy when Kimi wins. Yeah, not everybody's happy when Vettel wins. But yeah, yeah. But I think more people are happy when Kimi wins in this country anyway. We like Kimi. We certainly do. Lisa, nice enjoying the race with you. And Chris, we've got to wrap this now while Kimmy takes his first swig of champagne. It won't be his last. Hopes for the season. How's it going to play out? Any guesses? Lotus looked really strong following his performance. But where's the pace of the Red Bulls that, you know, have all been promised coming into the start of the season? Ferrari looks strong. I think we could actually possibly see... Lotus and Ferrari uh, battling out for the next couple of races, perhaps. But Malaysia is a bit of a higher speed circuit, so it would be interesting to see who has the pace there. And it's not disappointing that Kimmy's up there. It would have been better if one of the Mercedes were up there as well. For the many British fans, of which there are many in this room particularly, 
it would have been nice to see one of the Mercedes make the podium, but it didn't happen this time, but they're not far off, are they? No, they're not far off. I think everyone was writing off the Mercedes after the last couple of years, the performance that they've had. But Mercedes had a relatively good performance today, but I kind of worry that with Mercedes they kind of have these kind of good performances but then they just completely sort of fizzle out as the season goes on I hope that's not going to be the case for both Lewis and Nico this season well F1 is an arms race it's a development race throughout the season you have to come out of the blocks quick and then you have to improve on that I wouldn't bet against Red Bull having that ability I'm not sure if Lotus have the resources to keep up in the ante I hope so though yeah I think you're right I think Red Bull will probably be able to claw back some of it for the rest of the season I suppose it's too early to say going forward we had seven different leaders during this race almost hit the record for the most number of leaders so yeah it looks like it could be another unpredictable season it wasn't the most exciting race but it required your attention to work it out and again it's that tyres thing isn't it yeah I mean I didn't think that going into this race that Lotus would be in a position to win I mean Lotus you know were kind of a quiet team sort of 6th or 7th down on a grid so yeah it was a good race not the most exciting on track it would be nicer if I think if Alonso had caught up a bit in the last remaining few laps just for entertainment purposes but yeah no, I think it's a good race overall there was a sense of tension in the room for those last few laps as Kimmy was leading as Lisa said everyone's happy when Kimmy wins yeah I think everyone's kind of revealed their colours as the race went on there was a few claps for Alonso who claps for Kimmy and everyone. they might not be wearing their team shirts I might be the only Sado is doing so <laughs> You're all right. You're amongst friends, Chris. I think we all are here. Chris, I've really enjoyed the F1 in pubs experience, which is what this is. It's the first time I've done this. I pictured F1 in pubs, a bunch of very drunk people standing at a bar who can't quite hear the television, all chanting things like, there's only one, Paul de Resta, two shoe matters. A bit more like the football culture. Mercifully, it wasn't like that. It was like being in a very nice lounge with a bunch of very nice people who know their sport. I can recommend it. Yeah, good. Chris, good luck with F1 in pubs. What's next for you now? Well, we've got Malaysia in a week's time, so I've just got to get back to work and talk to all our pubs, make sure they're doing stuff for the next race. Not sure where I'll be. I try and get around to as many places in the country as I can, although that's a bit pricey itself and might as well just go to a Grand Prix for the price. Indeed. Uh, or subscribe to Sky. It'll yeah. be cheaper, ultimately. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> but Chris, thank you very much indeed. Thank and uh, enjoy the rest of the season. And you lot, I've got to rush home now and edit this programme and turn it round as Gareth Jones on Speed becomes the first podcast, as we do every year, to report on the first race of the season. Thanks for joining me. See ya. Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, 
or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. This episode is sponsored by Slots Racer, the number one slot car racing game for the iPhone and iPad. Download it now for free from the App Store. Fans of the show even get a special Gareth Jones on speed car. I want one of those.